Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the Gospel reading from Mark chapter 9, verses 21 through 24. And Jesus asked the child's father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. So far our text. As Lutherans, we have a strong emphasis on confessing our faith. And we do this through the creed, we do this through the confessions, in all of these different ways. But sometimes we often overlook the one thing we also have to confess. And that is our doubts. Many times we look and hear things that God has said and go, what? What does that mean? How can that possibly be right? And so we have most everybody in our reading this morning. And Jesus uses this time not only to perform a miracle, but also to teach His disciples and us that when we confess our faith, we also need to confess our doubts. That in this life, we are not going to know or understand everything. So as we look at the people in our reading this morning, we first come to the child's father, a person who believes to a point, but is drawn into doubt because he comes seeking Jesus because he has heard that Jesus has the ability to cast out demons. And he wants more than anything else for his child to be relieved of the burden that is there. And so he comes. Not finding Jesus, he goes, well, okay, you guys are Jesus' disciples. I'll go to you. And nothing. Try as they might, the disciples were not able to cast the demon out. Even though the, even though the Father called upon the name of the Lord prayer very similar to the psalm, O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul, deliver my child's soul. That prayer seemed to go unanswered. He was very unsatisfied with what he had gotten from the disciples. So when Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration, the man falls at his feet. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. For those of you who are parents, the worst possible thing that you ever go through as a parent is to watch your child suffering and knowing that there is nothing you can do about it. And it doesn't matter how old that child is either. child can be three months, can be 30, can be 60. Still, watching that child suffer brings you really down feeling like the snares of death have encompassed you, that the pangs of the grave have laid hold of you. That is where this father is when he comes to Jesus. 
This is the depth of sorrow and doubt that he is in. Because his last hope seemed to be dashed. Because this demon, like all of Satan's minions, wants nothing but the destruction of you and me as God's creations. He says, whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. It is often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. You see the father's anguish. You understand why he has the doubts that he does. And then you have the disciples. Well, nine of them. Because Peter, James, and John were up on the mountain of transfiguration while all this is going on. And the other nine come to Jesus afterwards and say, why couldn't we cast it out? We've done it before. It should have been easy. I mean, after all, it's a demon-possessed child. That should be an easier demon to cast out. And their doubts start creeping into their minds. And their doubts come because, yes, they've done it before. Jesus has given them the power to cast out demons. But they weren't doing it in their faith in Christ and in the faith in the God who is seeking to restore creation. They're doing it because, well, they've done it before. They can do it again. How like many of us that think that we can handle the spiritual battle by ourselves. And so then the doubts start creeping in. And Jesus assuages the doubts of everybody by saying all things are possible for the one who believes. Of course, he says this shortly after saying, O faithless generation, how long do I have to put up with you? Again, which generation is he talking about? Just that one? Or is that our generation today as well? But still, he is unshaken by the devil's seething rage, even taking possession of this child and causing such anguish among the family, still thwarts the plans by casting out the demon, telling him to never enter him again. So we can sing as we did at the beginning of the service, praise the one who cast out demons with a piercing two-edged sword. Because that is what the spiritual battle is all about. Whether it's casting out a demon or dealing with your own demons and temptations, it's not that you can do it on your own. It's having the piercing two-edged sword of God's Word. Which is why when the disciples come to Jesus and say, why couldn't we do it? Why did it just run out of them when you showed up? Why didn't you do that to us? He says, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer is that emphasis on the relationship we have with our Father. Relying upon the Word and the promises that are there. Not relying on what we've done in the past or what we think we can do. Relying on the Word of God. And letting that word open our ears, as Isaiah says, to understand that, yes, there are times we don't understand. There are some times we just can't believe what has been said and what God is doing in the world or in our lives. 
But we have to turn around and say with the Father, I believe, help my unbelief. Because He is there, prostrate, face down, in front of Jesus, seeking only God's mercy. And He can say after that day, God inclined His ear to me. He heard my prayer. He heard my cries and my groanings. And so I praise the One who has broken the darkness of my doubts and my despair with the light of His Word. The Word that can cast out demons in an instant. And so as Isaiah says, that Word also gives us the tongue of those who are taught. And as we come to Rally Day today, restarting and revamping our Sunday school and Bible class schedules once again from the summer somewhat hiatus. We have this moment again to remember that it is God who opens our ears with His Word. And it is our desire, or it definitely should be our desire, to keep those ears open so that we may hear. And so we have education going on all the time. Whether it is confirmation that started back up last week. And as I tell the confirmands every time that this is not the end. This is not where you get off the train. This is actually where it starts getting harder. And where you have to have your ears open and see that yes, through especially these next few years of the teenage years in college, you have those moments where you need the Word of God in your heart, in your mind, because it is there that Satan loves to have his way with you. And that's the only way we can do that. Also with the Wednesday morning Bible studies going through Isaiah, I encourage you if you are able to be there for that as we go through that. Also, the Thursday morning matin services. And I know as we get into the annual cold and flu season and with everything going on, with all sorts of things, that there are some who are not here among us today because they're worried about crowds. I encourage you, I beg you, that if you're listening on the radio because you don't want to be in the crowds, come on Thursdays. If you are able to do it, still hear the Word of God as we go through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount this school year, to still be enriched. And even afterwards, I can still give you the Lord's Supper if you are so inclined and so desire it. And then also, especially with the beginning of the school year, we have the kids moving up in grade, having more responsibilities and things. So we also give out Bibles to our first graders. So Ben, I'd like you to come forward this morning. I told him beforehand, so I wasn't picking on him. Well, okay, I'm going to pick on you anyway. So one of the things I do enjoy about the Faith Alive Bible is it's written for, especially like the older grade school and middle school, and has all kinds of notes and everything in it. So that when you're reading and you go, well, why is this? Most of the time on that page is, a, is that question. Why is this said this way? It's a big book, isn't it? It is also the most important book you will ever get. And so I'm going to give you the same challenge I give to every, 
child I give a Bible to. You have to have the whole thing read before you get to confirmation. Hey, you've got six years. That's less than a page a day. Congratulations, Ben. And it's that. It's starting with the basics and being able to begin getting into the Word that gets brought up again and again through Sunday school and Bible class and personal devotions and readings that bring us to that point where we understand exactly our need, exactly the Father's understanding when He says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Because it is only there that we can find that assurance. We can find our doubts taken care of. Amen.